chirping. <laughs> we're loving life. We don't want to kill ourselves because we're outside. Welcome to a special outside edition. It's of outside. And um, Kelly can't stop talking because it's outside. And it's 60 degrees and I go, I want to go swimming. If that didn't describe Pennsylvania for you. Right. <laughs> My neighbor's cut in the grass, so I do apologize. But we couldn't not... Like, the vibes are immaculate out here today. Yeah. So. Also, my neighbors have these really annoying little dogs. I think you guys could hear them. But just know that's not my dog. My dog doesn't sound that puny. <laughs> but he also is annoying. <laughs> but he also is annoying. So she just, I get it. She just put him back in the house because. We don't need that. We don't need to be chasing the dog during the podcast. Oh, so. do we? No. No. I like how you're tanning your one arm. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, we do have a doozy of a case for you Ooh, today. Oh, I love a doozy. And That's it's actually kind of like a little bit of a hometown case, if you will. Again. Well, close. It's close to us. I mean, it's really close to me. It is really close. It's probably like 10, no, 5 minutes away from where you live. Yeah. So, but before we get into that, we do have some juicy updates for we you. We got the juice. <laughs> oh, there goes the truck. Can you pipe down? <laughs> anyway, so jury selection has begun on the Lori Vallow case for Lori Vallow's trial. So that's exciting. Because that case is going to be knocking futs. Why Why did I think she was dead? I don't know. You did the case. I don't did, know. No, you did. Oh, I did the case. Oh, my God. Is this the one that you thought I did? Yeah. She goes, you're slacking. There's an update on your case, and it's not even my case. <laughs> it was my case the whole time. <laughs> Well, okay, okay. Honestly, well, I gave up on that spreadsheet. Yeah, we try to make a spreadsheet with updates, and um, I'll do it eventually. I just, I, I'm in grad school. I don't have time. <laughs> but yeah, so that case will be. Uh, there he is. Oh, her neighbor blows one leaf around the yard and blows it into my yard, and then the wind says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, sister," and blows it back into his yard. He's been leaf blowing for like two hours now. I mean, his yard doesn't have any leaves because they're all in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> Until it wins again. Until it wins. <laughs> I mean, I could give a shit less about the leaves. That's the least of my problems. I don't think he... I don't think they work. But, uh... Yeah. Mm, he's always there. <laughs> he always... Oh. Here's us sitting there like, oh, I don't think he works sitting from my backyard on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> um, but, like, he always lets his dog out when I let your dog out. Yeah, it's it kind really of annoying. And out. his... He's the one with, the, like, the two puny dogs. And my dog will eat your dog for breakfast. He and would. poop him out. So... Yeah. Hi, neighbor, if you're listening. Anyway, Lori Vallow. <laughs> Anyways, Lori Vallow. So that'll be exciting. That'll be a fun one to watch. I feel like that's going to be a crazy trial, and who knows what she's going to come up with. So, yeah, that's Lori Vallow. But we do have another update, too. There is Why an update. touching me? I don't know. There's an update <laughs> in the Stephen Smith case that we, you know, covered oh. in our murder part one. Was it part one? Part one. Yeah. We covered that in part one. We still have to do a part three. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, so, South Carolina authorities have released two persons of interest in his murder. Buster? No. <laughs> 25-year-old Patrick Wilson and Sean Connolly. Sean Connery? Connolly. The two lived just a few miles away from where Stephen was found. About five months after Stephen's body was found, Patrick Wilson's stepfather, at the occur- encouragement of Alex Murdaugh's brother tipped off investigators to the boys' involvement in Steven's death. Like, mm. how did how did Randy Murdoch get involved in that? Like, it doesn't even make any sense to me. Oh, my God. 
Uh, Patrick Wilson allegedly told his stepfather that Sean Connolly, who had a long history of traffic infractions and DUIs, struck and killed Stephen Smith with his car. Uh, the stepfather said, quote, the reason he was passing this information along was because Randy Murdaugh told him to call. Hmm. So you're just going to out your stepson because Randy Murdaugh said so? Yeah. Something doesn't seem right there to me. But it goes on. At the time, Wilson was alleg- allegedly confessed. He was facing attempted murder charges. But those char- charges were dropped by a solicitor who uh, served at the pleasure of the Murdaughs. So huh. he worked for the Murdaughs. Um, served within, at the pleasure of the Murdaughs. Within one year of Stephen's death, Randy Murdaugh filed two motor vehicle accident lawsuits against Connolly, both of which were dismissed by Murdaugh-friendly uh, judges. So, sounds like they kind of just have a whole big ball of um, involvement in this case, even though they quote-unquote don't. Yeah, I feel like there's... And although police still have Buster Murda on their radar for the crime, um, because one classmate allegedly told Smith's sibling that he watched Buster kill Stephen with a baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, Sled has also said that during their Moselle property search, they found something that connected with the Stephen Smith case, but it was unclear what that was, so... There's still, like, a lot of up in the air for this. Yeah, kind of sounds to me Christ. like they're throwing these boys under the bus for this. Yeah, like, like, what the fuck was his name? Their friend. He was like, tell him you drove the boat. Oh, yeah. Um, Connor. They were trying to say that Connor drove the boat, but he didn't. So, so it's the same thing with these kids. Buster yeah. and fucking... I don't even remember his name. Papa? Papa. Yeah. <laughs> Papa. So, it was Buster and Papa, but they're throwing these kids under the bus. Right, so... By his own dad. We will see how that goes, because that's crazy. And I did, they did exhume uh, Stephen Smith's body as well, and I think that he is still, like, exhumed right now. I don't think they reburied him yet. So, God. Yeah. I can only imagine what that's like. And they also um, did a rape kit on Stephen Smith. They did? Yeah. Did but wouldn't there that? need to be evidence of some rape? Yeah. Like, why would you just do a rape kit on a hit and run? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. So... I feel like a lot fishy. is covered up in this case, that's and fishy. maybe one day it'll come to light, but... Actually, that's suspicious. <laughs> da da Anyway, so that's my updates for today. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't do a rape kit on a random hit and run. You would think, right? Yeah. So, interesting. Interesting developments. Um, you are my dad. You're my dad. Sorry, that's stuck in my... I, got, I had a waiter last night... And I got him to call me dad, so that's been stuck in my head every time. That's weird. Yeah. So we're going to move on to my case I'm so excited. My friend texted me the other day, and she goes, what do you feel about this case? And I was like, I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> I can't talk about I it I can't yet. talk Listen about it. Listen to the podcast, and you'll find out. I've got, I've got to talk to my sister first, because I distinctly didn't list, look it up for this purpose. Yeah. So we are going to cover the case of the recently solved... Um, Robert Barron disappearance. Dun, dun, dun. And this case will infuriate you mm, and mm, make you mm. mad and want you to punch a fat kid in Kmart. <laughs> Feel wrong. <laughs> um, Feel wrong. Quote, quote. <laughs> quote the Lord. Feel wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, so this case is, again, very close to us. Um, it's about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes from me. Like we said, like five minutes from Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Scranton Old Forge touch. 
I know. I, t- I literally was texting someone earlier, and I was like, I don't even know where Old Forge is. I think it's, it's literally like right between next to maybe. Is it right next to you? Yeah, I was like, it's definitely between like Pittston and Scranton. Yeah, I don't know. My maybe music and Scranton. My even. son and my husband used to get their hair cut right across from this restaurant we're gonna talk about in Old Forge. So, oh well, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get I there. I pro- probably have been in Old Fort and just didn't know I was in Old Fort. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I think what I read, it was Taylor? it's three miles. Yeah. Like, the whole town is three miles. Oh, yeah. That's definitely... I've definitely been there and just... Just didn't, didn't know, know you were there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what is in Old Fort. Pizza. Pizza. That's Bad about pizza. it. Uh, good pizza. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, anyways, this case was a cold case for a while that really puzzled all of northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. It was um, six years it went unsolved, so. Really? It's been six years already? Yeah, 2017. Oh my god, I'm old. I graduated that year. Um, so we are going to take you to the self-proclaimed pizza capital of the world, uh, Old Forge, Pennsylvania. Um, we do, everyone calls it the, the, the pizza capital of the world. Three Mile City. The, the, the city, the, the town next door, Pittston, is the tomato capital of the world. Is it? Allegedly. Self-proclaimed. There's a lot of weird shit that goes on in northeastern Pennsylvania. We have a tomato fight every year in Pittston. Yes. We we got the Italians over in Old Forge and Pittston. Then we got the pierogi fest in Edwardsville. Yeah. Like, we got a lot of shit going on here. And, like, you literally throw tomatoes at each other. I did it every year as a child. Can we post the um, tomato hat picture? (laughs) It is my claim to fame. The one year they made, wanted people to, like, make their own hats, like, tomato-themed hats. Mm-hmm. Well, Kelly made one, and it was great. And I think she's the only one who actually participated. It was. <laughs> I made the paper. <laughs> and then, like, the owner of the restaurant we were at sent me a cup of water because I was, quote-unquote, wilting. <laughs> <laughs> I told Kelly I will get... I'm going to post a picture just because everyone needs to see it, and I'm going to get it framed on my wall. So if I anyone wants to send me a canvas yep. made of it... Yeah. I will get I will hang a giant canvas of that in my house. Above my bed. My aunt and I woke up at five thirty in the morning to make that, so Yeah, so that that could tell you about this area. <laughs> what, what goes on in this area? I was eleven, not like <laughs> not yesterday. Not yesterday. Would I have done it yesterday? Probably. <laughs> Anyways, so this town does have like some, some interesting history to it. Um so it does the history does tie into our story too. So let's get into it. So, Old Forge, PA, as much of the rest of Pennsylvania, was a mining town. Shock. Wow. Whoa. Who would have guessed it? Not me. Um, Italian immigrants are the ones who really settled into, like, this area of Pennsylvania and Old Forge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Like, a lot of Pennsylvania is, like, there's sections. We, that's what I was telling. I forget who I was telling. But... I was like, Pennsylvania is still sectioned off by nationality. Yes, like we have like, even the you cities. would say Pittston and Old Forge are like the Italian Americans, like Edwardsville, Kingston, are like the Polish. Scranton's Irish. Yeah, we have the. But even Depeche like State Parade. within Wilkes-Barre, there's certain there's sections, sections of, the town. of towns, and there's like you'll have like the 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 like Russian Church, and that's like in the community where the Russians live, and like it's been like that. Forever. Forever, and it's still like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Weird. Weird. It's so crazy. Um, but yeah. So, I don't know if that's other places are still like that, or it's just us. But So anyways, naturally, a lot of these Italian immigrants took jobs as miners, because that's all we did in northeastern Pennsylvania, was we mined. 
<laughs> we minded our own business, JK. That so, was the least thing we did. If you were an Italian-American, right, mm-hmm. and you were a, a coal miner, mm-hmm. what would you take down into the coal mine for lunch? Pizza. Pizza! <laughs> like, same, though. Same. Um, <laughs> you were an Italian-American, but you were also a coal miner. I was like, oh, what, what are we, where are we going? <laughs> so the origins of the, the whole pizza boom in Old Forge... Okay, so if you, I don't know, maybe it's, I think it's a thing everywhere else. Old Forge style pizza is like, um, I think I go into this later, but it's like a thicker crust pizza, like Sicilian, but not as heavy as Sicilian. It's like a lighter, fluffier dough, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sort of sense. I like Sicilian. I like Old Forge style, actually. I think it's good. But anyways, so the origins of this whole pizza boom in Old Forge is that a woman named Philomena... Philomena. Philomena. Yep. Nona. They called her Nona. Mm-hmm. Gigirelli. That sounds right. Gigirelli. I looked I this up three that. times. Gigirelli. 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 I looked it up several times. And I had it, like, phonetically written out. Gigirelli. Um, and she would serve her own type of pizza that she created to the coal miners. As we said, this pizza was, like, different than, like, a regular pizza. It wasn't a circular tray. It was a big, rectangular-shaped pizza that had a crispy thick crust but it was again lighter than sicilian wait 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 does this mean other places don't have old forge pizza i don't know that's why i would just ask our viewers i think some places do i don't know because it's literally called old forge like yeah it's crazy yeah anyway continue (laughs) um so again this pizza eventually went on to be called old forge style pizza and it is very delicious um you know if you do have old forge style pizza you know why don't you order some right now we'll, we'll pause order some and then you'll get the feel for the story <laughs> you gotta eat do as the italians do you gotta eat with everything so basically what you need to know about old forge is italian americans and pizza and that's what you need to know right now that's yeah. what you need to take away from that <laughs> so anyways in 1961 the pizza business in old forge was bowman bowman <laughs> i think it still is bowman in Old Forge, like a pe- there's a pizza trail. Did you know that there's a whole no. booklet? Like if you go to the Pennsylvania Welcome Center, it's like takes you to a bunch of different places in the area that you should try pizza from, and That's it's like a little map. A, and I tell people all the time, and no one believes me. Like from outside of where we live, I'm like, yo, Wilkes-Barre, fucking bomb ass pizza. I like it so much better than New York. Like fuck New York, <laughs> fuck Chicago. Come to Wilkes-Barre for pizza. <laughs> Dave Portnoy did. Dave Portnoy did. He did. You right. <laughs> I think he did Old Forge style, too. Did he? Yeah. I know he went to Angelo's and Jerry's. Oh, yeah, I think he went to Old Forge as well. I don't know. We'll have to find that out. I forgot about that. I forgot he did pizza. I don't think he does that anymore. No? I don't know. What was it, like, one bite, you know the rules? Yeah, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in 1961, again, um, you know, business was thriving, and Robert Barron and his family purchased the famous Gigarelli's Pizza. So, if we remember from the beginning, Nona... Gigarelli, they bought the restaurant from that family. So they have, like, the, the original pizza place okay. in Old Forge. It's still there. Uh, well, it's closed now. Oh. Because of this. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so we'll get there. Uh, so this place was obviously a staple in Old Forge, and as we said, it relates back to um, the origins of Old Forge pizza, which is really cool. Um, so, Robert Barron's dad worked there for, obviously, since 1961, and then in the 90s, Robert took over the pizza business. 
Robert raised his families within the, the walls of that pizza shop. Um, you know, he married a woman named Maria in 1984, and then they went on to have a son, Bobby, and two daughters, Nicole and Brittany. And, like, the kids, like, in interviews say, like, they were there every single day, running through, like, the, the halls of the pizza, you know, learning how to make pizza. They all worked there at one point or another. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a really, a family business. Yeah. Um, Robert was a big family man as much as he was a businessman. Um, like, his one daughter remembers, like, he was off on, I think she said Saturdays, like, his mom would go in, or mm-hmm. her mom would go in. And he would come home, and she just remembers, like, that was the day, like, that was the day they got to, like, do stuff together. So. Yeah. F is for friends who do stuff together. <laughs> is for you and me. Anyways. Um, he, many people did say that he poured his heart and soul into that business. Um, he was there every single day alongside of his family and even, like, would sleep in the apartment upstairs at times in order to be there for deliveries. That's dedication. Right. Something I would not do. (laughs) Many people describe Robert as a joy to be around. Uh, He was the kind of, like, business owner and guy that would, like, remember your name when you walked into the restaurant. Um, And he would even sit down and have a conversation with you if he had the time. Which is nice. I feel like like that makes you want to come back. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it makes me want to come back and sometimes it shoves me away. Oh, that's weird. Well, you're weird, so you don't count. Like, sometimes, (laughs) like, I don't want you to know me. Yeah. You're just weird. Depends on who it is. Anyways. But Robert? Yeah, I'm cool. Um, eventually, the family business continued on as his son, Bobby, did join him to um, become his business partner. Damn it, Bobby. Dang it, Bobby. Um, this business thrived on Main Street and Old Forge until 2017. Now dun, the dun, dun. business is permanently closed and an eerie sign with Robert's face can be seen hanging up outside. Robbie. I don't know, this is, this is, it's just weird because it's like, we can literally go see it. Yep. So what happened? Why did this seemingly thriving business close its doors? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me, let me, let me. Well, let me drop some knowledge on you. Do tell, do tell. So on January 25th, 2017, it was a long day at the restaurant, as usual, uh, between making the pizzas. What time did they close? I have no idea. Okay. It didn't look up their hours. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I thought it was important. Um, well, I'm assuming they probably close at 9 and then, you know... That's bullshit. What? When restaurants close at 9 or 10 or they stop serving food then, I'm like, bitch, I'm hungry. (laughs) Bitch, it is midnight, I am hungry, and I don't want Domino's or sheets. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, between making pizzas and the regular hustle and bustle of the restaurant, um, it was a long day. Uh, Hmm? Nothing seemed out of the ordinary, though, just a normal Wednesday. 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 Uh, Robert drove his son Bobby home from the restaurant, uh, you know, after they closed up, um, and this was around 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. After dropping Bobby off, Robert was to go back to the restaurant. He was going to stay in the apartment above the restaurant and wait for the dough delivery that was coming the next morning at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Fishy. Um, this, this, wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't unusual, though, because, you know, it was easier to stay there the than going home and... You gotta be there bright and early anyway, so what's the difference? So, But why didn't Bobby drive himself home? Uh, it doesn't seem like he had a license. Bobby! I'm not really sure what the case is, or maybe he didn't have a car. I don't know, but his dad would pick him up for work and drop him yeah, back home. Yeah, I thought that home. was a little weird. So, I, I don't know Teach what... Teach their own. Teach their own. The, the deal is there, but that's what I'm taking away from it. So, you know, that's what Robert was doing that night. He was gonna stay, stay there and wait for the... The dough delivery. Mm-hmm. 
So the morning of January 26th, Bobby was waiting for his dad to come pick him up and bring him to the restaurant. You know, like normal. Ash per Ash per Except for Robert never showed up at his normal time. Bobby texted his dad saying that he was ready to go, but he never got a response from him. <laughs> so Bobby so thought weird. this was weird, and he didn't live very far from the restaurant. But, I mean, it was January, so I could see why he wanted to get picked up all the time. Yeah. Um, but he did decide to walk that day um, just to see what was going on because it was weird that his dad wasn't, A, answering, and B, didn't come pick him up. Yeah. Um, so he gets to the restaurant, and he sees that the, the pizza dough that would have been delivered that morning was still sitting outside of the restaurant, which never Eek. happened because Robert was stayed there purposely to bring did, it inside yeah. and start to get it ready for the day. So did he stay there every night then? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. That's so weird. Except for Saturday. Well, and I think they were closed on Sunday and Monday, too. Oh, okay. So, it would have been just... I don't Wednesday know. Wednesday, too. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Do they get dough deliveries every day? I maybe. Don't I don't know. You know, maybe it's every other day. I don't really know. I don't really know the... Depends on which, how much dough you use. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. It would be so hard to judge how much dough you would need. Yeah, probably. Like, how many pizzas. Yeah. It would. And what if you run out? Then you have no more pizza. And your pizza shop, no more pizza. Then what do you do? I don't like the pizza shops that only sell pizza. I mean nuts. But they're the best ones. They are the best ones because that's they what they the sell. Only, they're the best ones, but like, I want some wings, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, Bobby went into the restaurant after noticing that the pizza dough was still outside. It was like, okay, this is weird. But noticed no signs of, like, 4th century, and, like, nothing really was out of the ordinary. But his dad was still not anywhere to be found. He mm-hmm. wasn't in the restaurant. He wasn't upstairs in the apartment. Nothing. Uh, so he called his mom, and Maria began to, like, you know, call call his phone, call people to see where he could be. Um, there wasn't, like, immediate panic, because his car was gone, too. They thought maybe he just went somewhere. Yeah. Um, so... Maria went to her mother-in-law's house thinking that he maybe stopped there because his mother was very sick. Like, she had a caretaker. She was... So, she I mean, thought maybe he I went there. That's I would think if I couldn't find him. Like, something happened with her. Yeah. So, she went there. Um, but he was not there. Uh, Robert also owned several, like, properties that he, like, flipped and sold. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple, like, apartments that he rented out. So, she stopped at one of those thinking maybe he'd be there. He wasn't there either. Mm-hmm. Um... So, after finding out he wasn't any of these places, his calls are going unanswered. You know, what do we do now? She goes back to the restaurant with her son. This is when they kind of begin to, like, look at the restaurant more critically and find several things out of place, which begin to cause some alarm. Eek. There was a blanket left in the bar area of the restaurant, which should not have been there. Maybe it was, cool. like, it was an afghan, so it was, like, probably one of those, like, quilted, crocheted blankets. Quilted. Yeah. Quilted Northern. Quilted Northern. Uh, but, like, maybe he's cold. Yeah, I mean, and, like, I guess he would, like, if he was staying there, sometimes he would sit down there and watch TV in the bar. So maybe he was cold. Maybe mm-hmm. he brought the blanket down, which is weird to just drop it. Yeah. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, was it like, on a chair or just, like, in the middle of the floor? It seems like it was on the floor. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, Robert, pick up after yourself. <laughs> um... So, there was also some cleaning products that were, like, mis- mi- misplaced. Why can't I say that word? Missed. Misplaced. You missed the place. So, like, they would normally be on a shelf, and I think they were, like, on a counter or something. So, That's like, unsanitary. Not unsanitary, but... Like, okay, maybe he was cleaning... Cross-contamination? Well, maybe he was cleaning up and just forgot to put the, the cleaning products away. 
<laughs> I don't she know. Just, she just shrugs, throws up her hands at me like an Italian. I don't know. I don't know. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Can you drive a little louder? A little louder next time. <laughs> Pause for bus. <laughs> truck. What is he doing? Is this no, truck going to flip goose. over? He's being a silly goose. That's what he's doing. Whoa. Trucks can do that? Apparently. Bro said skirt, We skirt. just keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to drive up your driveway. I was like, where the Honey, fuck baby, no. <laughs> Honey, baby, sweetheart. Um, then they decided to go upstairs and look at the apartment a little bit further, where they found that the comforter of the bed was, um, and the upstairs apartment was missing. Okay. Weird. Wait. Wait. Don't know it. And worst of all, Robert's phone was still in the restaurant. Uh-huh. The family did try to access his phone, but he changed his password about two weeks prior, so nobody knew That's his password. Suspicious. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Why would you change your phone? Not that. I can't speak. Why would you change, Why'd you change your, pa- your phone? <laughs> Why would you change your password, Robert? And I'll tell your wife. Done, done. I only have a password on my phone because I butt dial people. <laughs> okay. The more you know. <laughs> so if you receive a phone call, it's just Kelly's butt. Well, I have a password now, so we're good. <laughs> um, so after, like, Big looking, at this, Sorry. <laughs> looking at this information um, and the scene, the family decided to call the police and file a missing persons report because it just wasn't like Robert to just... First, he left his phone. Mm-hmm. Nobody leaves their phone mm-hmm. anymore. It's 2017. You didn't leave your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they decided to file a missing persons report. Surprisingly, the police immediately acted on this instead of, like, dismissing these things like we typically hear about. Yeah. Like, an adult goes missing. Oh, well, they'll be back. They'll be back. They'll be back. They actually looked into this one, which is cool. Because my theory is they knew the man. Okay. Like, they went to the pizza place. Yeah. They knew the man. Uh-huh. So they knew that he would not abandon his pizza stand. <laughs> and they would want pizza, so they're going to do their darndest. Okay. Did they do their darndest? No. Oh, fuck. But <laughs> they did not do their darndest. Um, so then the police get there, and they, they start combing through the restaurant and um, looking for signs of, you know... Forced entry. Anything that could have happened. Um, they didn't find for- forced entry. Um, <laughs> they didn't find the force of the entry. <laughs> no. But they did find some disturbing evidence. Um, police had found blood on the floor that looked like it was attempted to be cleaned up. Um... Eventually, they used luminol testing to show that there was blood on the Afghan blanket in the bar area. Ew, imagine you walked in there and picked it up and there was just blood on it. Um, they also found a cigarette butt, broken glass, hair. Did Robert smoke? And a tooth in the utility sink in the restaurant. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Which you would hmm. think you would test that for DNA, but it doesn't seem like they did. In most places, even in 2017, you weren't allowed to smoke in. Exactly. Restaurants. But so, a tooth! Yeah. A tooth. Like, Kelly's like, oh, the cigarette butt. No, there's a fucking tooth in the sink, you weirdo. <laughs> oh, you're missing teeth. Yeah. So, eventually it was confirmed that the tooth and hair did belong to Robert. Oh, Bobby. So, it did confirm the family's worst nightmares that something bad had happened to Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, so, police, you know, did their, their thing, and they talked to the neighbors. Um, but no one had really heard anything that night. Like, nothing was really off. Not even a little. Except for that they did notice that Robert's car was parked at the restaurant, but, like, was gone after midnight. So he huh. was there, the car was there, was but not. then after midnight, you know, it was gone. Um, I mean, at the time, you probably don't think that's weird. 
because you might think oh it's just he's closing up it's a long night at the pizza shop you know mm-hmm. he probably left at midnight but now that you hear he's it's missing even, it's it might be a little bit they noticed that he left at midnight yeah i can't tell you when anybody yeah. leaves i don't give a shit for one <laughs> <laughs> well maybe what if your neighbor was a pizza guy i don't know but we do have a lot of like what's the word nosy neighbors around here oh, it's a yeah, very sure. like nosy everyone wants to know everyone's business exactly area so that was weird and then an employee of the restaurant came forward and said that on the 25th the phone kept ringing at the restaurant and it was for robert um these phone calls kept coming in to the restaurant and like they were just a constant um they were coming in so much that robert had told the employee to stop answering the phone which why would you want to stop answering the phone when you own a pizza place and people are going to call yeah orders that's suspicious that's That's suspicious um like Really? Like, was it, what, it was the pizza, it was, I was going to say the pizza It was the business. The pizza hotline. (laughs) It was the business phone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you have to answer the phone, sir. (laughs) Like, if you you want to sell pizzas. Um, of course, Bobby, the son, dismisses these claims as a telemarketer, but, uh, I don't really buy that. Was he, like, don't answer the phones, or was he, if it's that person, just hang out? It didn't specify. It just said that he told them not to answer the phone. So it could have been that the employee took it as that when he just meant... Yeah. I mean, we have caller ID now in 2017, so... Yeah, but would it, a business phone give you caller ID? It depends on the phone. No, they do, because, like, they'll, they'll... If some places you call, like, the pizza place by our parents' house, they'll know you by your number. They'll be like, hello, hello hey, Kelly. And be like, Fuck. hi. <laughs> like, I don't know if there, it, like, comes up and brings up your information. It or... might, yeah. Maybe. Um, so anyway, search parties began immediately with, like, the whole community coming out to help. Um, they used ATVs, helicopters, um, they had divers in the Lackawanna and Susquehanna rivers, um, they checked local surveillance footage, um, but of course, G. Girelli's had no cameras. Yeah. Like, bro, you have a restaurant and you ain't got no cameras? You ain't got no cameras? Um, but luckily, there was surveillance footage from, um, another, I don't know if it was another business or something that was Mm -hmm. on the same street. Um, and it was very close to the restaurant. Um, and they did catch something pretty interesting the night that Robert went missing. Wow. Yeah. What if I just left it there and I didn't tell you? (laughs) And that's it. Follow us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the footage, um, shows two men walking down the street just after midnight on January 26th. Um, and they were very close to G. Girelli's restaurant. Mm -hmm. One man is wearing shorts in January. Okay. In Pennsylvania. Well, like, all the frat boys do that. Yeah, well, was it like I, an older mind? Yeah, I don't think this was like a frat boy. <laughs> mm. Mm. So weird. Suspicious. Yeah. And the other man could be seen pulling a suitcase down the road. Because Bobby's in there. Um, the suitcase looks very similar to one that was actually found Did to be missing. Did it look heavy? From the apartment above the restaurant. Did it look like he was struggling? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you need answers. Um, so that was just a weird... Weird thing. I mean, could be nothing. No, it seems pretty fucking weird to me. If it's this fucking suitcase that was missing. Well, and like it's old Ford's. Like, if I had to guess, who's going on a Wednesday night at midnight? Nothing's like really going down in old Ford. Who's rolling a suitcase down the street? Exactly. Like, so like there wouldn't be really a reason for people just be walking around. I doubt there's even a hotel in old Ford. Yeah, I don't think there is. Um. Anyways. So the Sunday morning after the disappearance, Robert's car was actually found about a mile away from the restaurant on Howard Street in Old Forge. So obviously, Mans wasn't in there. 
It took them that long to find the car? Yeah, and it was actually not police who found it. It was, Love like, that. a family friend that found the car. Great guys. Great job. Um, neighbors in the area said that someone had been using that car, and they remember seeing people getting in and out of that car on Thursday, the day after the murder. Well, the day after the disappearance, I guess I should say. Hmm. And that the car did move several times. Um, the fuck? The family wanted to keep the car there and have it surveilled so people... Like, they could see who was using it and, like, catch them in the act of, you know, using this missing man's car. Yeah, because, like, as soon as you watch the car, it says, hey, we found the car. Yeah. But police immediately took custody of the car and didn't let that happen. I, I kind of get both ways. I get it. Like, you want to preserve whatever's evidence is in there. Mm. But at the same time, you could put a face to... Either way, they have a, a quote-unquote stolen car. Yeah. So... Yeah, the police did take custody of the car, and when they did search the car, they found blood on the passenger seat, which was determined to be Robert's blood. Hmm. Um, they were able to pull some latent prints from the door handles, and there was also mud on the tires and undercarriage of the car, um, which they were able to get soil samples from. Do they hmm. use them? No. But they got them. <laughs> they got them? Do they still have them? <laughs> so at this point, it seems like the police had a, a lot of evidence and a, a lot of momentum to solve this case. They have the surveillance footage. Let's go. They have Robert's blood in the car. They Woo! have prints. You know, they've they have got... prints? <laughs> no. <laughs> they have fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, there's a lot... Like, they're, like, rolling. 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 Rolling on a river. Um, but unfortunately, the case stalled, and the case went cold for six years. And Robert's ah! body was not found. But what? Still? But we'll get there. Oh, sorry. Um, which makes no sense. Like, you had soil samples. But I guess, soil like, it, the... Soil it. I mean, could it be different? Like, I don't know. Soil samples are weird to me, because, like, if you take a soil sample from my yard, what's the difference from Very the yard right. down the road? Is there a difference? I think it's more, like, general area. Yeah, but general area of Old Forge would be all of Old Forge. Same soil, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's three miles long. So, I mean, I guess maybe that's why that didn't really pan out, but... Yeah. They have them, I guess. <laughs> um, so, of course, the case went cold. And this is when rumors started to fly around the small town of Old Forge. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a mob hit? Yes, because it's the fucking Italians. Why doesn't people always just assume it's Italian, so it's a mob hit? We literally have an uncle from Pittston whose dad was in the mafia. We do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm, wow. The things you find out on Suspicious Podcast. Russell Buffalino? What about him? From Pittston. Who's that? He was a big mob guy. Oh. Oh, the more you know. Yeah, I took off my nails. <laughs> um, people were accusing Robert of having a gambling debt and people coming after him for the gambling debt. I see it. Um, one of the most credible um, credible rumors was that it was a robbery gone wrong. Gigarelli's was a cash-only business. Ugh. So, it could be credible that someone would want to rob the business and make out with all the cash. Because it was that. right there. I hate cash only. And I honestly didn't think about, like, cash only businesses, and, like, they could be a target for robbery. They probably are a target. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Because if you think about it, like, most places now are card, like, you... I mean, I use cash often, but, like, a lot of people don't. But, like, what's the point? Do you get, like, do you have to pay for a card? Yes, you, like, pay for card processing. That's so fucking dumb. It is, isn't it? But anyways, um, the only problem with this theory is that Wednesdays weren't busy days in this restaurant. Yeah. So if you you were watching the restaurant, you wouldn't want to rob them on a Wednesday. 
you'd want to rob them on a Friday or a Saturday when business is booming and there's a lot of cash in that drawer. You know what I was thinking the other day? <laughs> this obviously has nothing to do with this case, but go no, on. No, it does. There's at some point, if you learn your police station shift changes, yeah. you could easily like do something during a shift change. Okay. But like, that's what I'm saying, is it was like around 10 o'clock at night, that they're usually like 7 to 11, 11 to 7. So like, the officers usually go back at like 10.30. I'm just saying, like a... Like a Kelly's th- got the inside scoop on the, the, the police forces in the area. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, not that, but like, if you learn that, like... Well, now you just learned to all of our listeners. Yeah, I just learned to all of you. Well, I mean, each station is different, but, like... Yeah. If you... Pittston is like that, but... <laughs> How rude. <laughs> Anyways, um... Okay. But, yeah, so they would only make out with a few hundred dollars cash if they were to rob them on a Wednesday. Well, it's not like you were making out with a lot of money. I don't know, but I feel like people have robbed for less. That is true. But at this point, nothing was really making sense. And people even started to point fingers at, the, like, Robert's own family. Fuck. People began to look at Bobby critically, like the son Bobby, uh-huh. um, saying that he was the last person to see his father. So, suspicious. Yeah. Um, Bobby also became weirdly silent after the news of, like, that his father was missing broke. Like, his mom and sisters were doing various, like, public appearances, interviews to spread the word, like... Trying to get the word out that, you know, he's missing. And mm-hmm. Bobby was very silent about it. That's weird. Um, people also dug into Bobby's past and saw that he had past substance abuse issues. Um, so that furthered people's suspicions. But maybe he was just going through it because his dad's missing. Mm, no. No? <laughs> no. So it was Bobby? Mm, no. What? We'll get there. We're not there yet. It was Bobby's substance abuse. We'll see. We'll get and there. they got the wrong Robert. Dun dun. Um, so people also looked into the, the caretaker for Robert's mother. How we talked about she was sick. Um, it was recently found out that she had been stealing from the Barons. Robert would pay her cash, but she would forge checks from Robert's mom's checkbook and go shopping with her money. Oh my god. And it seems like Robert recently confronted her about this. That's terrible. Yeah, like this family can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, really. Um, oh my god. But. Besides all that, all those rumors that were flying around, there was one name that did keep coming up within the community. Mm-hmm. And that was Justin Schubach. Never heard of him. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Schubach was a friend of Bobby's and a drug addict. Mm. Um, they did drugs together. Um, Justin knew DiGirelli's and hung out there all the time with Bobby. Uh, Robert would give Justin's family free pizzas all the time and allow him and Bobby to watch football games at the restaurant on Sundays when the restaurant was closed. Okay. So he had access to the restaurant. to this restaurant. Knew the routine of the family. He was around. Yeah. Um, police were aware of Justin since 2017 and they interviewed him several times. Um, mm. But nothing ever came of it. Yeah. And like they were just kind of rumors like of this kid. But he seemed like he was like a a no good person in the area. Finally, on March 29th, 2023, six years later, Robert Barron's body was found in the woods of Pagnotti Park in Old Forge, near some abandoned coal mines. So he was there that whole time? Yep. He was fucking there the whole time? Yes. 
we'll get there. Okay. Um, Not judging. And on March 30th, Justin Schubeck was arrested for the murder of Robert Barron. Oh, shit. That was last week. The end. Just kidding. I'll get into it. (laughs) Um, So police put together a timeline of events after interviewing Justin and tracing his phone records. Uh Uh-huh. And this is where everyone's going to get slightly mad, and I'm a little mad, too. So, two weeks before the disappearance, Justin and Bobby had hung out. They had met at the restaurant, but quickly left because Robert did not like Justin. Um, this is because Justin was on heroin. At the time? Yes. Oh, wow. And Robert didn't want Bobby hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, he's on fucking heroin. And he's not Makes a good sense. person around. Makes sense. So, Robert would have been upset that they were at the restaurant. So, they left. Okay. During this time as well, Justin began to get threats by another man, Patrick Boyle, uh, assumingly oh, his drug Boyle. dealer, um, for his drug debts. And that he owed mm-hmm. him money. On the night of January 25th, 2017, Justin had ripped off Bobby during a drug dealer earlier in the day. <gasps> so, Bobby was going to buy drugs off of Justin. Bobby gave Justin the money. Justin never gave Bobby the drugs. Okay. And just took off with Bobby's money. Great friend. Hello. Yeah. Stop doing drugs. Kids. So, that same day, January 25th, around 5 p.m., Justin texted Patrick Boyle stating... Quote, I'll have it for you later tonight. I have some work. I, I have to do some work. This was assumingly saying he was going to have the money that he owed him tonight. Mm-hmm. Wait. Wait. Very weird. So, how old was Bobby? Did it say? Uh, I want to say he was he's probably, he was born in like 1986, I think. Okay. So, this time he's fucking 30. Yeah. So, like, he's not a spring chicken over here. Okay. Um, So around 10 or 11 p.m. that night Justin left his home and told his girlfriend That he was going over to Patrick's house To work on Patrick's mom's car Pay attention to the timeline So that's between 10 and 11 Uh The same night that Robert dropped Bobby off At 10 p.m. in his house Weird Weird coincidences Yeah At 11.08 cell phone towers tracked Justin's phone To the area of G. Girelli's and from 11.08 p.m. to 12.15 a.m., Justin's phone was in this area. Mm. Interesting, because Robert dropped, like I said, Bobby off at his apartment at 10. So did Justin know what time Bobby would be dropped off? Or was he told that Bobby was no longer there? Yeah. Dun dun. Not accusing anybody. Well, some things just seem a little fish. Like, you're saying Bobby himself? Yeah. But why would he help him if he... Drugs. But he stole his money. Allegedly. Allegedly. Bobby. So at 12.15 a.m., Justin texted Patrick saying that he wanted to pay off his drug debts and buy $180 more in drugs and that he had cash on hand. Bobby said that? No. This is what Justin texted Patrick, his drug dealer. Okay. Ten minutes later, surveillance footage shows Patrick and Justin meeting behind a UPS store to make the deal. Love that for them. (laughs) Patrick told police that Justin arrived at their meeting spot with a, quote, wad of cash. And that he pulled in from the same direction that would have been him, like, coming from G. Girelli's. <gasps> no. He said that this was strange because Justin only had that kind of money when he was working, and he was currently unemployed. Patrick's girlfriend also stated that she believed that Justin was, quote, up to no good because he never had that kind of money. Wow. Yeah. So we're dealing with some great people here. Yeah. Very northeastern Pennsylvania people, if you will. Yeah. Opioid crisis. 
At 12.30 a.m., Patrick said that Justin went towards his home, which was, like, he, like, left and drove towards his home, which was weird because the two would normally, like, hang out, and I'm assuming do drugs together after a drug deal. Uh-huh. Um, but Justin wanted nothing to do with How it. cordial. Wanted to go right home. <laughs> I've never been a part of a drug dealer, so I don't know if that's normal behavior. <laughs> Cannot speak on that. Um, at 1.15 a.m., Patrick received a phone call from Justin's girlfriend. And asked if Justin was done working on Patrick's mom's car. Okay. And Patrick was like, what? <laughs> Who? Patrick was like, Justin was never here. I just met up with him so he could pay off his debt. Uh, Justin's girlfriend then asked where he got the money to pay off the debt since they didn't even have enough money for cigarettes. Well, Very northeastern Pennsylvania. Very. Hits home. Hits home. So, man's just bought, paid off his drug debt, which it doesn't say how much that was. Then bought $180 in more drugs, in additional drugs, but didn't have money for cigarettes. Hmm. Wit. Wit. So, from about priorities. one... <laughs> I mean, cigarettes, two priorities, but fuck. From about 1.25 a.m. to 2 p.m., both Patrick and Justin's girlfriend attempted to call him several times with no answer, which he would typically answer his phone right away, uh-huh. especially for his drug dealer and his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then at 1.27 a.m., Justin texted his girlfriend and said, quote, shh. I'll explain when I get there. Oh, wow. 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 Shh. You're like, bro, you're texting. <laughs> like, what you Is mean? she being too loud? <laughs> right? Like, bro, what? <laughs> Sounds like some, some, what someone on drugs would say. Yeah. <laughs> so from about 1.56 a.m. to 2.15 a.m., Justin traveled from G. Girelli's Pizza to the wooded area ne- near Canal Street and the pole, like, the pole lines near Pagnotti Park. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Seems like we heard that before. Right. Um, yeah. So at 2.26 a.m., cell phone records show that Justin went from his home on Foundry Street and remained there until just after 6 a.m. Justin's girlfriend said that he was, like, covered in mud when he got home that night. Okay. Interesting. So between 6.30 a.m. and 6... Or and 8.30 a.m., Justin kept returning to that same wooded area near Connell Street and Pagnotti Park. Mm. So he's going back to, to, to where he buried him. For why? I don't know. Getting rid of more evidence? Was Robert still alive that night? We don't know. So weird. Like, I don't know. Do people not go there? How do you not notice a body for six years? It was like in a wooded area. It wasn't just like in a park. It so was, like, in the woods. So you're telling me I can come across our body at any point? Yes. Basically walk through all the woods of northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm sure you will find a body. Fuck. There is, like, a, a, a guy still missing from this area. I forget his name. Shit. But he's been missing for a while. Like, a long time. Yazir West, maybe? Yeah, I saw that. Yair or Yazir, something like that. West. Uh-huh. And he's been missing for, like, a very long time. Is it West? I think that's his name, right? Yeah. I'll yeah. have to look into it for sure. Um, anyways, at 8.31 a.m., Justin moved, like, his location moved from that wooded area to Howard Street, which is where they would uh, find Robert's car. Did he go back there, too? He must have left the car there at 8.31 a.m. Yeah, but didn't the neighbors say someone went back This there? would have been Thursday, so when people saw him, someone moving that car, uh-huh. this would have been that day. Um... Around this time, he texted his girlfriend, too, uh, to say that he fell down a hill and was all dirty again. Shh. Shh, I fell down a hill. 
another person then came <laughs> forward, and they do put this person's name in there, but, like, it's not really important. I don't think the name, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are a drug dealer, so fuck you, but at the same time, I don't want to be, you know, tracked down by some drug dealers. Um, I do. Another person came forward and said that he had sold them $300 worth of heroin on January 26th, but it was unclear what time. So in total, police say that on January 26th, Justin had bought $480 worth of heroin, despite not having money for cigarettes the night before. And I don't know how much heroin that is. I feel like it's a lot. I feel like heroin's cheap. I don't. You're you're looking at me like I should know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry to break it to you. So I think that's a lot of heroin. Maybe it isn't. I don't fucking know. Some of you heroin addicts, let us know. <laughs> I don't think... Is I that don't. a lot of heroin? <laughs> uh, January 26th was the day that, obviously, the investigation started and they found that Robert was missing. Um, police interviewed Bobby that day and asked if there was anyone who would want to hurt his father. And immediately, Bobby replied, Justin Schuback. So, he, Bobby fucking told him. Yeah. That so, was the so, day, that was the day he was missing. They said, is there anyone who would want to hurt your father? And he replied, Justin Schuback. So, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Bobby and Justin were in on together. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, not right, but like, follow me, follow me. <laughs> follow me. But then, immediately, Bobby threw him under the bus so he can get the full cut. Full cut of what? Money. And just throw it on Jesse boy. Just Justin. I don't know. But then he used the money already. <laughs> but then he used the money already. <laughs> Anyways, so Bobby also tells police at this point that um, Justin had ripped him off the day before with the drugs, but then refused to tell him anything else after that. Like that was it. Like it's over. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to talk anymore. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Um, but after this there wasn't very much moving on the case. They knew Justin's name, but didn't have very much to go on until they received those cell phone records that we discussed. Why did it take six years? Hang on. Okay, hanging on. So, again, those cell phone records we just talked about where they traced the movements, they didn't receive those until July 5th, 2018. A year later. Uh-huh. Which, okay. But then you waited five more? Be, yeah, so, so still no arrests were made. Still no searches for Roberts in, in in those areas doesn't make much sense like they know who it is they know where he was but nobody did anything and it gets worse so on October 24th 2019 DNA evidence from Robert's car door handles was matched to Justin Schuback's DNA and it was said that Justin was 536 million times more likely to be a match for that DNA than anyone else but still did not arrest him and still did not look for Robert in those areas that he was. Huh. On November 25th, 2020, a DNA swab, 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 from the steering wheel of Robert's car was said to be a match for Justin as well. And then it was 5,740 times more likely to be Justin than anyone else. But again, that puts him in the car and still no arrest was made. They didn't look for Robert in those areas. Nothing was done. Huh. Where's Robert? Until six years later, on March 23rd, 2023, Special Agent Michael Sabrick from the FBI met with detectives to exactly map out Justin's location and movements from January 25th and 26th of 2017. He just finally got to it? 
that's what it seems like. They were just like, you know what? Maybe we should actually, like, like, maybe look into that. Like, they were like, it was like on the shelf. They're like, oh, shit. They were supposed to be like years ago. <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, so on March 24th, they interviewed Justin, who denied ever being in a silver Hyundai Elantra, which was what Robert's car was. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin did admit that he met with Patrick at the UPS store, but told officers that he was in a completely different location before and after the meetup that the, rec- the cell phone records show. Like, bro, we have your records. Yeah. What, do you guys trade phones? Right. During this interview, though, Justin did tell investigators, which I don't know why the fuck you would say this, that he would watch Bobby climb through the second story window of Gigarelli's to steal small bills from the register. So he would know how to get in without forced entry. But Bobby owns the damn place. Why wouldn't he just have a fucking key? Probably because his dad didn't trust him. But he got in there when the dough. I don't know. Is that how he got in there? True. We don't know. True, true, true. True, true, true. So basically he's saying, Bobby taught me how to break in. (laughs) So on March 28th and 29th, a search was executed near the area of Pagnotti Park, where Justin's phone was located the night Robert went missing. Investigators located various human bones in the area. Uh, The bones were sent to a state police DNA lab where they were confirmed to be Robert Barron's. Um, His cause of death was determined to be blunt force trauma to the head. Jesus. Um, on March 30th, please. Explains the tooth. Yeah. Yeah. On March 30th, police arrested Justin Schubach on charges of one count of homicide, one charge of robbery, one charge of burglary. Oh, I said it right that time. One charge of abusing a corpse, and one charge of theft. He is currently being held at Lackawanna County Prison without bail. As of right now, investigators are saying that Justin is the only one responsible for this murder, but are continuing to investigate to determine if other arrests are warranted. Hmm. I think it's just so infuriating to think that police had all this information as early as July of 2018. Like, they know who did it. They knew yeah. who to look at. They had his whereabouts and where he could have put the body. And just didn't even... But they didn't... Why did they take five to six years to send a search party out to that area? Yeah, like, it just it's just weird that, like, one Like, there's day... nothing new information. No new information came out recently. No. They're, they're just working with all the... They're just finally working with the old information that they already have. Like, they just look into it one day. Like, was this guy hired? Is that what happened? Like... He was from the FBI. But why couldn't you as... Like, that just makes sense. Like, that's not hard to just send a search party out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they brought in, like, I think... I believe New York State Police were here. There were cadaver dogs. Why was New York State Police here? I don't fucking know, because apparently Pennsylvania State Police suck. I don't know. <laughs> But, like, why did it take that long? Literally. It, we could have found this man a year after he went missing. If you probably even interviewed then, the guy longer or arrested him. Even then, Old Fort is three miles long. Mm-hmm. How did no one find him in the search party? I don't know. Like, you, where were you searching? I'm sorry. The first place I would check in a search party is a park or a wooded area. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to check a fucking well-lit street. Yeah. But it's just frustrating that this family went through six years of torture, of not knowing what happened to their dad, to their husband, to their brother. And it was just... And it was just... Seems kind of like the police didn't want to do it. They had the information in front of them. It just goes back to, like, how bad this area is with drugs, too. Yeah. That this was all potentially over drugs. I mean, I think that what happened was it could have been a robbery gone wrong. Like, maybe he was only intending to do what Bobby did if Bobby wasn't there with him. 
and and break in and take some of those money but didn't expect robert to be there yeah and his daughter said in one interview you know if it was like a stranger with a gun robert probably would have just said take the money Mm. but she said if it was someone he knew he would have confronted them yeah so he knew justin yeah so did he confront justin because he found him stealing the money and that's when this happened Mm -hmm. or did he go there with the intentions to kill him did Did bobby also owe money did they um know what the blunt force trouble was from no i mean i'm sure at this point he was skeletal remains well i meant like they didn't find anything in the uh it doesn't seem like it no i mean maybe more will come out i mean this literally just happened not that long ago a couple days ago um but yeah i mean i think there could potentially be more to the story as well i think shimabi may need know more than he is leading on Mm -hmm. because if you think about the surveillance footage there were two men yeah dragging that suitcase I mean, it wasn't said whether, the th- no. whether they found a suitcase or not. Um, but there were two men in that surveillance video. Mm-hmm. If that was them. They didn't come out and say whether it was them or it was Justin or not. But you have to think the timeline lines up that that would be him. Yeah, I think that finding out what was used will tell you if it was... Uh, robbery gone wrong or or was it like intentional like was it something he just found laying around or yeah i don't know like a pizza tray or did he come with a baseball bat (laughs) yeah exactly or but then you could say did robert have a baseball bat was coming down to confront a robber like the family could say that yeah that's true that is true and i mean nothing was reported missing in terms of that Mm -hmm. so I mean, I am happy that the Baron family finally has some answers, and they can finally lay him but they don't, to rest. Like, at the same time, are they looking at their son? Brother? I don't know. It, every interview I've seen is like the mom and the sisters together, and Bobby is pretty separate. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what their relationship is. Was Justin still on drugs at this point? Like Justin and Bobby were both on drugs at this point. I mean, like now. Um, I don't know. I don't have that information. Um, I'm going to assume, <laughs> but yeah. So that is the wild story of Robert Barron and how the police department kind of shuffled their feet with this one and wow. made this whole ass family. It, yeah, this didn't have to be. We could have solved this a lot quicker. And there was a man who lived his life for free for, for six years. years while Robert laid in the woods alone in Old Forge. I just, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. It, there are so many, still so many unanswered questions. Yeah. Like, exactly why did Justin do this? I'm going to assume it's for the cash, to pay off his drug dealer. Because that's what he's, like, said. Like, oh, I have some work to do, but I'll get you your money. Mm-hmm. But, did you plan to kill Robert? Or was that... I just, just... don't understand targeting your friend's dad, because that is a clear connection yeah i don't either but it's also weird to me it kind of makes me feel like his murder was premeditated because he kind of had a place to go already you know what i mean like he got that he was there between 11 and 12 15 mm-hmm. like in that time frame cleaned up the the crime yeah, it scene, wasn't like oh, met with his drug dealer and buried a body it wasn't like eight hours like fuck what do i do yeah exactly but it still throws me off that in that surveillance footage there's two different men so could be Bobby, could be... Is the, is could the, be the drug dealer, I guess. Yeah. 
Was he implicated in this at all? Um, it doesn't seem like... It seems like he... They... Him, the drug dealer, and his girlfriend, you know, went to the cops with this information and said, this is what we know. This is what... It was weird that Justin did all this shit. He had a lot of money. He came from that direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like they were willing to help, so... Who knows? But that you, is... Go ahead. Can you be implicated on drug charges from 2017? I don't know how that works. I'm assuming if they're helping with a murder investigation, no. they probably wouldn't. But. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking crazy shit. But that's the story of Robert Barron. And our close-to-home case. That it's finally solved after six years. It was, I think Bobby's definitely involved. If Bobby's not involved, morally, he should have some issues. Guilt. Yeah. In my opinion. I know that's shitty, and I don't want to, like, he lost his dad, too, but you brought this guy around. You knew he was bad. You showed him how to break into your own restaurant, according to him, anyways. Yeah, why would you do that? I mean, he probably didn't think he would ever go rob his and kill his dad. Yeah, and like a drug brain is different than exactly a drug brain is very different than a a rational brain. But yeah, that's the story. That's the scoop. That's the scoop on that. So yeah, okay. So lots to take in. It is like I'm still like sitting here. I'm like, but why? Like now, everyone in honor of Robert Barron should Uh, order a tray of Old Forge pizza. Yeah. And yeah, so that's 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 the case for today. All right. So you can follow us on Instagram at Space Podcast. You could send us a Gmail at spacepodcast at gmail And tune in soon for maybe Murdaw Part Three. We'll get there. If I have to do it, we'll get there. <laughs> God damn it, Andy. Woo! <laughs> Woo! All right. Bye.